happy summer. If you listen closely today, you'll probably hear some birds singing in the background. One of my favorite things about this time of year. Another thing I love about summer is picking out a new book or maybe three books to read over these next few months. I love having a book with me when I travel, but also just the everyday times like sitting by the lake on a hot summer day or relaxing on the porch with a glass of sweet tea or curled up in the sunroom on a quiet Sunday afternoon. During the year, I like to read a mix of books from different categories. Maybe you've seen my book lists from time to time. I usually post one at the beginning of each new year with what I'm planning to read. So I choose from different categories like business, spiritual and lifestyle, fiction, personal and intellectual, and nonfiction and memoir. In the summer, I like to have at least one book that's just an easy, lighthearted read, something that's easy to pick up and put down. You can read it outside or on a plane or in a car. I also like to choose a lifestyle-related book that will challenge me in some way. Maybe it's something from that personal intellectual category or something health-related that will help me assess the rhythms and routines and lifestyle that I have developed so far this year. And finally, I find summer is a great time to catch up on my own development as a musician and educator, so I like having one book that I can learn from in that way that will challenge me as a teacher, give me some fresh perspective or some new ideas to try in my teaching. If you're looking for a few books to add to your summer reading list, you're in the right place. Today, I am sharing a few of my favorite summer reads, plus a couple that I'm planning to read myself this year. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here, you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. The first book on this summer reading list is Reading People by Anne Bogle. Maybe you don't know this about me, but I love personality assessments. I am an INTJ, Enneagram number one, by the way. I love figuring out what type I am and how closely the description matches my own perception of myself and what it all means for life and work and connecting with others. If you can relate, I think you'll really enjoy this book. It's a quick, easy read, one that you can carry with you this summer and read in small doses. The book is organized by personality framework, some of which I'd never heard of, which was fun and enlightening. Anne offers a summary of each one, how they relate to each other, and how we can use them to learn more about ourselves, but also learn about the people around us. I learned a few things about myself and the way that I approach things, but I also gained some really valuable insight into the people around me, family members, some of my students, how they perceive and judge and respond to things. So I think it's a really great read, helpful for understanding ourselves and helpful for 
understanding how we relate to other people. So that's reading people. Next on the list is a book I read last summer and loved, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Now this one is definitely on my reread list, and that's saying something since I'm not a big rereader. Digital Minimalism was really one of my favorite books of all that I read last year. Author Cal Newport provides some fascinating insight into the world of digital and social technology, and he shares several inspiring stories and outlines some really practical, tangible steps for using these technologies with intention. I found myself reading several sections of this book, and sometimes even entire chapters, out loud to Steve. Just the idea of thinking about how we use technology for work, how we use it for social interaction and connection, and how that has evolved over the past decade, two decades, and how much a part of our lives it is now, and how different that is from, you know, the late 20th century. The concept of having high-quality leisure time really resonated with us in that particular season last summer during the pandemic, and it's been something that we have carried with us into this year. We've both found ourselves spending less time on social media since reading this book, and making sure that the time we do engage with digital and social technologies, that we're using them with intention. It's on the more serious side of things, but it's a great read for summer when the pace of life is usually a little slower. Okay, the next book I recommend is geared toward piano teachers, but I think any music teacher will love and appreciate it. It's called Note by Note, A Celebration of the Piano Lesson by Trisha Tunstall. This is a beautiful memoir. Trisha is a pianist and teacher, and she shares stories from her studio, glimpses into lessons with various students over the years, and valuable insight into the music teaching and learning process, both what she observed her students learning and what she herself learned as a musician and teacher. It's an uplifting read, and I think you'll be encouraged by her thoughtful perspective on what it means to be a music teacher. Next is a novel, The Help by Catherine Stockett. This, of course, is not a new book, but it's one that I hadn't read until just this year. Given the current events in our world and the conversations that we're having around racial injustice, equity, and inclusion, I found this to be a timely read. If you're not familiar with this story, it's set in a small southern town in the 1960s. A young white woman and a group of black maids work together to write a tell-all book about being the help and sharing stories that put their lives in danger. The book was written in 2009 and made into a movie in 2011. Next on the list is a book that's perfect for porch sitting, lake sitting, traveling, or whatever else you have planned for this summer, Bella Tuscany. By Frances Mays. Like all of Frances Mays' books, I am drawn to her lyrical writing style. This book is a poetic recollection of spring and summer in Tuscany. Everything from farmer's markets to road trips along winding roads, gardening and trying new recipes, discovering new cities and villages, and developing new daily rhythms. And it is delightful. Frances Mays writes in such a vivid way that 
you can see the golden light, the olive trees casting shadows on the stone veranda, the gardens coming to life, the crowded street on market day. It's almost like being there. Almost. The next book on the list is another memoir. This one by Shonda Rhimes called The Year of Yes. This is a fun and funny, like laugh out loud at times funny book about Shonda's life and work, specifically the year that she decided to say yes to everything. If you're a fan of any of Shonda's shows like Grey's Anatomy or Scandal or Private Practice and more, you'll enjoy her writing style and behind the scenes insight into her inspiration and her creative process. Next on the list are a few books that are actually on my to-read list this summer. So I can't vouch for them yet, but I have curated this selection. First is The Time of Our Singing by Richard Powers. Written by a Pulitzer Prize-winning author, this story is about three musical mixed-race children growing up during the civil rights era and struggling to navigate the social and musical worlds that threaten to divide them. This one is a denser read, but from what I've heard, the prose is beautiful and it brings to light some of the racial inequalities that are present in the field of classical music still today. The second is Mindset by Carol Dweck. This one is definitely a heady, researchy book, but one that has been on my to-read list for a while. In this book, educational researcher and psychologist Carol Dweck explores the psychology behind how we achieve success. If you're not familiar with her research, she outlines two mindsets that determine how we see ourselves as learners. The fixed mindset, basically the idea that our abilities are fixed, and the growth mindset, the idea that our abilities can be developed with effort and time. This book came recommended by one of my grad school professors years ago, but I've yet to pick it up and read it. Of course, I've read some of Carol Dweck's research articles for other projects, but I'm intrigued to learn more in this book. The third is A Piano Teacher's Legacy by Richard Cronister. You may remember me talking about this book way back in episode 22 on being a lifelong learner. It's true. I started this book last summer and never finished it. Not because I didn't like it, actually the opposite. I'm finding it so rich and full of valuable insight that I need to read it slowly to really take it all in. It feels like a pedagogy textbook. Richard Cronister was a piano pedagogue and a teacher of teachers. He started the first university degree program in piano pedagogy. He co-founded the National Conference on Keyboard Pedagogy. By the way, will I see any of you at the virtual conference this summer? I would love to meet you there. Richard was also the founder and editor of Keyboard Companion magazine. But at the same time he was doing all of this, he was asking deep, reflective, thoughtful questions about the teaching process and how he could continue to grow and improve throughout his career. He asked questions like, how can I teach my students to become independent learners? What can I apply to my teaching from discoveries of the past and of my own time? How can I become an acute observer of what my students are doing and of what I'm doing as a teacher? 
I've learned so much already about my own teaching practice from the articles and essays and lectures and addresses that are included in this book, and I'm looking forward to digging back into it over the summer when I have a little bit more time to read and reflect. So there you go. Nine books to consider for your summer reading list. Let me know if you decide to read any of these. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Happy reading! Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the show and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time. Mm -hmm.